Good evening. Two words. The first word, immersive. Immersive means literally translated, completely involved. Second word, music. Music needs no explanation. Only if you put the word immersive in front of it. We are living in an immersive world. We have two eyes, two ears, and we can see everything in 3D. If you want to translate this immersive world to an electronic way, then we need to use VR glasses, augmented television, or holograms. This is, this is interesting. What happens if technology meets the artist? First and foremost, the artist must be ready for it. And I'm talking in this speech about musicians. Musicians are a little bit conservative. If you look to the instruments that they are using for the last 200 years, they are not changing that much anymore. If you look to violins, they are still the same, cellos, double basses, uh, trumpets, whatever. Imagine that the same would have happened with cars, clothing or architecture. Then we still drive this way around at this moment. But not all the musicians are like that. Ludwig van Beethoven, his grandfathers, are from Mechelen. He was a composer, you know him from his nine symphonies, and at the end of his life he was almost deaf. He was terribly interested in piano and the techniques of this instrument. He has 14 pianos at his home, and he was playing most of the time on three pianos. A French one, an Erard, a Viennese one, a Streicher, and a, a piano from London, a Broadwood. All these instruments were different, their techniques were different. But he likes, at the end of his life, most this Broadwood piano. It was because it vibrated. He could feel the sound, so he changed immediately his way of composing when this instrument arrived in Vienna. We can see, if we look to the sonatas 109, 110 and 111, that he's immediately changing his way. We can see it on the scores. And now we are coming closer to immersive with stereo. Stereo is actually a way of immersive sound, but it was not immediately a hit. The Beatles, the Four Fabs, Liverpool, all the recordings they made were done in mono. Only the last song was for the first time when, but, uh, during the recordings with the Beatles for the first time, Jeff Emmerich used two microphones in front of uh, a drum. All the other recordings were in mono. The industry was ready for it. There was stereo everywhere, but the mixing consoles at Abbey Road were not ready for stereo. And now I'm coming really close, and it's the next step after stereo. Why was surround not became a hit in your living room? And of course, I want to make a similar point to immersive, which is comparable to surround. 
but which is in my view, and sorry for the spoiler, will go on and will succeed. And the audience love 5.1. If we go to the studio and we, we sit and we listen to a mix in 2.1, in stereo, or we listen in 5.1, I'm sure you, you all want the 5.1, no discussion. But there is another problem. It's a practical one. Your living room, if you need six speakers, and the center speaker needs on the spot where your fireplace is, then you have a problem. Or you rebuild your living room, or you rebuild your 5.1 setup. And that's not always that easy. Another thing, you need to sit in the center of your speakers. Not one meter to the left, not one meter to the right. No, no, you need to sit in the center of the speakers. So, and that's really difficult. It's too complicated. So it will never work in your living room. Why dare I hope that the combination of music and immersive might be succeeded? Allow me first to walk around your ears and to crawl into your brains and to explain the ability that we have to identify from where sounds come from. And we call this binaural listening. The first thing, if a sound is coming from your left, it's louder in your left ear than in your right ear. If the sound is coming from the left, it comes first to your left ear and later on your right ear. The third is a combination of acoustic shadow and human reflections. Sound waves have a certain length. We have high frequencies, we have low frequencies. Low frequencies, for example, double bass, uh, are long sound waves from a few meters. 3.4 meters for 100 hertz. It's really a low sound. If you have high sounds, it are small frequencies from a few centimeters. Yeah? So a few centimeters can reflect everywhere. It can reflect on the walls, it can reflect on our head, it can reflect on our nose, but also on our shoulders. And of course, our ears are very unique for everyone and change the sound waves and their way how they penetrate our ear canal. So small sound waves, higher frequencies, can be reflected in a thousand waves, uh, in a thousand ways. So everybody has his personal passport, its own filter of how sound reach our eardrums. So our brains can recognize not only which sound we can hear, but also from where it comes in a room. And I think it's very logical. It was necessary. We need this. When it was dark, we need to know from where the danger came. All this personal, unique information together, we give it a name, and we, we call it our head-related transfer function. HRTF, HRTF. And we can create a personalized HRTF, HRTF for everybody. We put little microphones in our ear canal and we measure. When reproducing sound, you work the other way around and put your personal HRTF filter in your listening channel 
Or, for example, a listening channel can be your computer, a, um, a smartphone, or a tablet. And it will improve in extremely the, the, your spatial hearing, because it works at the same way as your brains and your ears. Very important, if you want to listen in binaural, you need headphones. There can be no external uh, reflections anymore. So the sound needs to go without reflecting uh, your torso or without reflecting your head. Immediately need to go in your ear channel and need to go to your eardrums. Individual listening on trains, if you look around uh, on the streets, everybody is having a headphone on his head. And that's exactly why I believe that immersive sound can become a hit. At this moment, you can have only made a HRTF in very specialized laboratories, dead rooms, uh, very expensive. So the HRTFs that we use already today, because we use it already, if you go to Facebook, YouTube, you can listen already in 360 audio. Then we are using a average of different test people. And it's very good, but it's not perfect. There are people working on a simpler way of, of making your own HRTF. Guys on the university in Antwerp trying to make it on a, on a, on a small, um, on your, on your uh, phone, so uh, on your smartphone. And other people are working with, with some uh, photos you made from your ears. But if we have technology, and, and I think this personal HRTF can be made in one or two years, cheap, at home, on your own. So if we have this technology that can ensure that everybody can listen in a high quality in 3D sound, then I think it's necessary, and that's one of my points, that we need to make good content for this. And I'm again, here again, I, I'm, I'm talking about stereo. The first time when we were mixing in history in stereo, we put everything to the left and we put everything to the right. The orchestra on the left, the drums on the right. It was a little bit crazy because we want to show, look, we have two channels. What can we do with these two channels? And it's the same with immersive. We, we, we try to create crazy impressions, putting instruments above our head uh, from before, after us, and, and changing it during, during uh, music playing, during our mixing. And manufacturers, people who make speakers like this, they, and, and they, they also build new immersive uh, systems. Um, they adopted the idea to do all this crazy stuff to show you. But it's a little bit like making your first spaghetti and putting too much garlic in it. At the beginning, it tastes, it's very tasty, but at the end, it's too much. And it's exactly the same with if you have new technology, you want to do too much. What I like and what I think that's the future if you think about mono, and if you think about a jazz combo in a pub, and you make a mono balance, 
then you just make a balance between all the instruments. And it will be nice. It's no problem. Mono is good. And then you have the possibility to do this in a good way in stereo. What are you doing? You put from the left to the right all the instruments nice in place, and you feel already, as a listener, the atmosphere. And if you do this in immersive, then you are sitting in the middle of this pub and feel everything around you and have also the experience of this nice music. But we can go one step further and ask the composers, people who make new music, to also compose for this new universe. And we try this, for example, during a recording session. Instead of one drummer, we use six drummers around a special microphone, an ambisonic. And it works fantastic. What we also did is uh, putting extra lines in that song uh, in the keyboards. And putting it in the studio through six speakers. And also work with this immersive microphone techniques again and capture it. And it sounds, it's, it's something, something else. You can listen at it later on if you go outside uh, during the pause. Augmented video, we know for a while, but we have also augmented audio. You know augmented video from Pokemon, for example. Uh, real world with animation in. And there is also, like I told you, augmented audio. And Zenizer, one of um, the people who make headphones, implemented at the sides of your headphone two little microphones. They think if you make a video with your phone, you can make a binaural, a 3D recording, together. Again, we want to go one step further. If you put this kind of headphones with microphones at the side on during a walk in, in a theater, then you can have in 3D on the headphones a soundtrack and you can feel the, audio, uh, the actors walking around you during the play. Other possibilities for augmented audio are concerts, where a band is sitting in the center of a hall and you have a complete 360 surround system, 3D audio around you, and also the band is playing in 360. So you have the possibility of seeing something live and having around them a soundtrack playing. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a lot going on in immersive music land. If Facebook and YouTube, YouTube sorry, if Facebook and YouTube offer already today 360 audio and video, there is no way back anymore. Mark Zuckerberg announced that in 2017, one billion people need to see VR. And he's saying not only VR, virtual reality, that means also 360 audio. So there is an unserved audience from one billion people. And we have to make suitable, interesting content for these people. We need to make spatial recordings in music, music podcasts, radio plays, and all adapted for this new universe. And that's what we try to do 
together with my colleagues in our research project. project. Uh, we investigate how we are going to do this and how we, create, uh, how we can train people, engineers, but also musicians to make this new content. We are building new microphones, uh, we, we are looking for new mixing methods, but above all, we are looking for creators, people who can make content, good musicians, who can make good, new, immersive 3D audio. Thank you very much.